Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Daisy Take. I'm your host, Daisy Elizabeth, and I want to welcome you here. If you're new here, hi and welcome. And if you've been listening, I appreciate you, and I hope that you hit that subscribe button or that little check mark and never miss an episode. And if you've been listening, thank you so much, and I appreciate you sticking with me. Information for today's podcast comes from wikipedia.org, frontierpartisans.com, chulavistaunexplained.weekly.com, YouTube, rockyelmore.com, Travel Channel Season 1, Episode 6, Phantom Revenge, San Diego Union Tribune.com. This episode contains subject matters that may be sensitive to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so I was wondering what to talk about on this week's episode of The Daisy Take. And, you know, I do my show about murders and missing and haunting conspiracy theories, things like that. And urban legends. I found some urban legends online, which were really, really interesting. And I got to get into those. But um, so I found the story about Ote Mountain near San Diego and the Border Patrol agents that work there. It's where the aliens, um, illegals, let's call them illegals, because I do not like calling them aliens. I think it's very... They're not aliens. (laughs) They're illegals. Um, So I don't know. Everybody, everybody kind of has their own term on that, but I prefer illegals. I think it's just sounds better. Um, And the border patrol agents that work there and the illegals crossing tell the story of El Fantasma or the ghost the ghost of a border patrol agent that passed away after he was pushed off the mountain. And we'll get into that. And I really do believe that he was pushed. Okay. So here's the story of Luis Santiago, as was recorded by Rocky Elmore. He also wrote a book you can find on Amazon. I haven't had the chance to read it yet, but I do want to read it. It's called Out on Foot. And if you have Kindle, I believe that you can buy it and read it on your Kindle. That's what I like to do. (laughs) I really miss a time where it was like old school and you go to the library and you get an actual book in your hand. So I do do that from time to time as well. Now, I haven't got the chance to read it yet, like I said, but you can find the story on Amazon and you can also find the story on the travel channel and it's uh fear of the woods season one episode six phantoms revenge. I think it's fear of the woods. Um, let me look it up real quick just to make sure because I want to get you guys the correct information. And I want to say it is fear the woods because there's fear the woods and then there's something else. So let me see. Uh, 
I'm still looking, and it is Fear the Woods. Let me just click on it real quick so I can make sure. Because I always like to get you guys the right information. And if I don't get you guys the right information, then I kind of feel like I haven't, you know, done things correctly. So anyway, yes, you're going to have to look it up. Um, Hulu has it. And it's either Fear the Woods or... It's called Phantom's Revenge, and it's season one, episode six. So let's find out what happened that night in San Diego. And it's in Otai Mountains. Otai Mountain is located in San Diego County, California, and it's the highest summit of the San Ysidro Mountain. The mountain is located in the Otai Mountain Wilderness Area. The name Otai comes from Kumaya, and I know I just pronounced that. I just butchered that. I'm sorry. It's K-U-M-E-Y-A-A-Y. Word Otai, which means brushy. It sounds scary like you would encounter spirits or Bigfoot or just different kinds of legends. That's why I like watching those shows like Fear the Woods or... You know, different things like that, because I really, really, I really, really think that there is a lot of things out there, a lot of things that we don't even know. I don't like camping. Okay, it is for sure. Fear the Woods, Phantom Revenge, season one, episode six. Okay. Um. I don't like camping. I don't like being out in the dark. I don't like being out near a, a lake in the dark or the forest or anything like that. You know, um, I just think that there's a lot of creepy things out there that we haven't even begun to uncover yet. Now, anybody who spent some time out in these places know it can be spooky and especially at night. So the U.S.-Mexico border has always had a special place of weirdness all its own. Now, Rocky Elmore is a retired United States Border Patrol agent who apparently experienced weirdness on multiple occasions. And his book, like I said, is called Out on Foot, Nightly Patrols and Ghostly Tales of a U.S. Border Patrol Agent which you can find on Amazon. I am not um, authorized to represent this book and I'm not doing a plug for this book or anything like that. I'm not getting paid anything like that. I'm just telling the story. And if you'd like to read the book, you know, I think you should because I'm going to, after I get done with this, I'm going to go ahead and get it and, and, um, and read it. Now, probably the most famous alleged haunting in the Otai Mountain where Border Patrol agents report the seeing the ghost of Luis Santiago, an agent who fell to his death after a smuggler died at the same spot where Santiago had fallen. And it actually wasn't the exact same spot. It was like 50 yards away. Agents patrol there believe that his spirit was at rest 
his spirit was not at rest and he needed to take or get some kind of closure so his his spirit could rest now this starts near the white cross in the otai mountains which splits between mexico and the u.s border and the white cross apparently is about 10 feet tall and it's a memorial of all the illegals that have passed through so some of the illegals crossing they see it and they you know light a candle or they say a prayer because it's there as a monument for all the people that have passed away trying to cross and apparently this is really treacherous um very very scary you know very very hard to cross and a lot of people die there now that brings us to luis santiago now i have to say i believe that when a person is murdered and this is my own belief when a person is murdered the spirit cannot cross until they find some kind of justice or peace Um, and I believe that in order for their soul to get rest and if somebody dies tragically or unexpectedly, that they have to go back and seek some kind of justice so that they can actually rest and go where they need to go to the next plane. Um, and I, I think that's what was happening here. Now, Rocky Elmore was paired with Luis Santiago and he was going to be his partner that night however rocky wasn't feeling so hot he'd end up getting sick and he called in for a shift because he just he had worked the mountains before and he had heated exhaustion he had a fever you know he just was not feeling good and he didn't feel like he could go you know walk around trembling with a fever and stuff and do his job right so he's feeling horrible and he felt it wasn't safe for him. So he called in. So Luis Santiago was paired with someone else and he had another partner. So he calls in sick and he puts his stuff away and he puts his radio down and he falls asleep, you know, shortly before midnight or maybe even before that. Now, short, shortly before midnight, he hears a beeping sound and it sounds like a distress signal and he turns the radio off and on. He takes the battery out. He puts it back in, you know, he tries to make sure that, you know, everything is okay with the radio. And then it stopped. He climbed back into bed and he noticed that his clock said two minutes after midnight. So apparently he was feeling better the next day. He got up, he went to breakfast, you know, he did, you know, just trying to get himself, you know, like back into the swing of things after a horrible night of being sick. And when he got home, he had a bunch of calls from his cousin who worked as a San Diego County deputy. He had a message on his phone to call him right away. So he did he calls his cousin. He's like, Hey, what's up? And his cousin proceeds to tell him that there was an agent that had been killed on the mountain just before his 10th, 10 month test because they were all rookies. So they were just starting out. So they were doing this 10 month test. And I guess this was like the last thing they had to do before his test, you know, and that's where I think it's really sad that 
Luis Santiago had passed away because he was almost there. He almost made it. You know, he was going to be an official Border Patrol agent. So, I guess they were all trainees and they had to pass this test, you know, or they would have been fired. And that was the last part of the training. And that's that's what I took from the story. Now, I could be wrong and I could have interpreted it wrong, but... You know, this was like the last part of the test, and that's that's what I got from the training. So I guess he called one of his friends, who was a classmate, and just asked him, you know, what happened. And his friend told him, you know, it was Santiago. And I guess that's where the phone call ended. Now, you remember I said he was supposed to be partnered with Santiago that night. So I can imagine the, the remorse he felt or survivor's guilt or, you know, whatever you have that goes along with that. I can imagine that because he was supposed to be paired with him, but he got sick. So it was his unfortunate, you know, it, it was nobody's fault. He just ended up getting sick, you know. So Santiago decided to stay you know, he decided he went to work. He went to work with another partner and he decided to go up the hill, then go down the hill because maybe he'd seen some illegals trying to cross. While Rocky Elmore was sick in his bed, Santiago was working and doing his job. And these cliffs are really high. They're like 120 feet. So one side that falls to the ocean or a lake don't remember if it's an ocean or a lake. It falls to the water and that I believe the south side falls to the ground. So if you fall near the north side, I believe you have a better chance of surviving than falling to the south side. And I guess he got a radio call from one of his other coworkers. And the last thing that Santiago said was, I'll be right there. So he was saying that to the other agent and then all of a sudden the agency is flashlight tumbling down the mountain. They hear a scream and that must've been Luis Santiago. He fell off the mountain. So the agent, one agent calls the other agent, I guess a superior, you know, and he says an agent just fell off the dam, you know, so it, it, I, I can imagine that the scene was pretty chaotic. I can imagine that all of this was pretty chaotic. And, um, he asked him, you know, he fell off the, the, the side of the mountain, you know, I can't even imagine what these border patrol men and women go through, you know, and when you're right in the middle of it and you're living this moment and you see all this happen, it must feel like a dream. So, um, you know, his FTO asked him off the north side, which would have been the water, um, which would have probably been survivable, possibly. And the other agent said no. 
Um, now, if you were going to the water, you fell off the south side. If you were going into the water, you had a better chance of surviving. But if you're going to the south side, that's just 120 feet of rock. So his body was found. He had fallen 120 feet off the cliff. And his fall was not survivable. Now, possibly if he would have fallen on the north side where the water was, maybe his fall would have been survivable. You know, I don't know. Or maybe this is just the way the Lord planned it. I believe that everybody has a preset time. Everybody has a preset day. And they are going to pass on that time. Now, we don't know when that is, or we don't know how it is. But I also believe that there are some times where you have your preset time and you have your preset day. But then something unfortunate happens and you die at a different time and day. And maybe that's why your soul can't get rest. And it's very sad to me because he was just out there doing something that he loved. He was at the end of his training. He was going to see if he was going to be a border patrol agent. Um, and his partner just couldn't be with him because he was sick. And it was just very, it was unavoidable. It was just unavoidable. So I guess it was radioed back that it was a 10-7. And that means either your equipment is out of service or that also means an agent is deceased. So I guess when they went to the briefing, um, Rocky Elmore stated that it was in the official report that it was an accidental fall, that it was an accident. Um, nobody believed that. And they all believed he was pushed. Nobody believed it was an accident. So I believe that's why he got the distress signal because he was the last person to see, to be paired with Rocky and he knew he was going to be paired with him. So he sent him a distress signal around that time and either he was dying or he died. And this is called a crisis apparition. Okay. And a crisis apparition is somebody who is either dying or dying in a desperate situation who sends a vibe or sends themselves or some kind of signal to a person that they're connected with. That is why Luis Santiago sent the distress signal to his partner, Rocky Elmore, because they were supposed to be partnered that night. Now, I do believe in crisis apparitions. I believe in all apparitions, and I believe in all of those, whatever you want to call them, spirits, ghosts, la fantasma, you know. And I'm telling you, when you see that, when you see that spirit, that is something you can never unsee. You will always have that in your mind. Now, Luis pa Santiago passed away on a Tuesday and his memorial was held on a Friday 
with full honors, even a bagpipe playing Amazing Grace. So Friday night, something strange happened. Uh, El- Rocky Elmore went to bed around 10 or 10.30. And at the time of Luis Santiago's death, which would be like around 12.02, he woke up to the rhythmic beating, beeping uh, from his radio, another distress signal. And he had that overwhelming feeling that somebody was waiting for him to push the talk button so that he would say something. And he didn't have the courage to do so. He was afraid of who would answer. Now, let me take a moment right there, because I think that all of us would not have the courage to answer. But maybe he should have. I completely understand his fear. So he checks the radio, he turns it off and on, makes sure it's working. Um, and it continues be- to beep. So he took out the battery and it stopped. And then he carried that radio for about 20 years. I believe he said 20 years. And the only time that it did that was when Luis Santiago passed away and the night of his memorial service. So once again, when that happened, we're talking about a crisis apparition. And I think maybe Luis Santiago had a message for him. And I think that everyone knew he did. He just didn't fall off the cliff. And he was just looking away, looking for a way to make things right so he could pass on. And I completely understand why Rocky Elmore did not uh, press that button and say anything. Because I don't think I would have either. I don't think any of us would. Maybe there's some people that would have. But I don't blame him one bit for not. And I don't think any less of him. You know, I I don't. Um, you know, I would be just as fearful. There's no judgment here, I'm telling you. Because I don't think I would have pressed that button either. So I guess all the immigrants were seeing his ghost near the white cross up the mountain and they were still talking about it. They were even freaked out. Um, they, the first time Rocky Elmore encountered some immigrants talking about this, he thought that they were making fun of Luis Santiago's death. Um, but they weren't, they were shaken. They were freaked out. And I guess a few days after the encounter, Elmore and a couple of other agents were near the white cross and they were waiting for some border crosses crossers. And I guess he got a message saying, have they crossed yet? And I guess the agent said, no, they haven't. They're just standing up there. Like somebody told them to stop. And they've never seen that before. They were visibly shaken. They were crying and they had been stopped by a border patrol agent, a phantom who called himself Luis Santiago. So I guess Luis Santiago told them about his own death and that he was very sad about it. Then he went up to the head guy who was a smuggler and told him he could go no further. So it's just, um, I can't even imagine seeing that 
and they talked about it for months and months. So I believe it was July 16th. That I believe that happened on the 15th, and it, this was the next day, July 16th. Two other agents were at the same spot, but they didn't know what happened the previous night. All of a sudden, they see these group of 30 people, and they were just standing there waiting to get processed. Like, they didn't move. They didn't run. And these people claimed that a phantom walked up to them, claiming he was Santiago, carrying his head, carrying his head in his hand. Now, let me just say, that would be enough to freak me out. And when they took me back to my home country, I'd freaking stay there. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying, that would be enough to freak me out. So don't come at me, okay? Um, if you see an apparition, a full body apparition, that's fine. You see one carrying their head, that's a little much. That's a little indifferent. So Santiago proceeded to tell them about his death and that it was very sad and he couldn't move on. And he implied something happened to him. And the phantom, La Fantasma, or the phantom agent, told them to stop and don't go any further. And the agents got up to these people. He told them to quit crying and stop and stop being so disrespectful. That's when he said, how can somebody possibly talk without a head? He said, he's a ghost. He could do whatever he wants. And I guess carrying his head was kind of significant because it was not put, the details of his fall were not put in the paper, so nobody knew about that. And he did die from traumatic head injuries. So, um, and those details were kept out of the paper. And that's when all the border crosses start, you know, crossers started to call him El Fantasmo, El Fantasma. Or the ghost. And a few years later, it would slip out that somebody would let it slip that the agents, agent Santiago had been pushed that he didn't fall. Well, this didn't surprise any of the border patrol agents because they already believed that. And right before his death, Luis Santiago had said at one point, if you run into a group of 20 by yourself, you're just dead. So maybe he was kind of predicting his own, you know, I really don't know. I believe that the same smuggler that pushed Santiago off the cliff was around the same area where Luis Santiago had died. And that smuggler ended up dying about 50 feet away, falling off the cliff from where the border, you know, from where Luis Santiago fell to his death. Now, it was alleged that one of the other Border Patrol agents fired his gun, and that's what caused these men to run. It was like five men that fell and one that died. And um, FBI, FBI came back and said, no, the gun was never fired and there was no powder residue. So I believe it was Luis Santiago that had um, found his smuggler you know, found the man that pushed him. And after that, his apparition was never seen again. It's like he crossed over. His work had been done. 
To me, this is quite a story. I do believe every word of it because I do believe that if you die under mysterious circumstances or unexpectedly, your spirit can't rest until you find peace that you need. I want to thank you for letting me tell the story. I want to thank Rocky Elmore for sharing his story. He not only lost a partner, he lost one of his very good friends. And I really, really thank you for allowing me this. I want to thank you for joining me today on the Daisy Take. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Join me for Murdered and Missing Monday. Be kind to one another. Love you. Oh, and don't forget to leave a review, but be kind with your words. Love you. Bye.